Today as a church, we celebrate Gaudente Sunday, the third, Advent, third week of Advent. The church invites us all to rejoice, to remain excited and fervent about the coming of Christ. But honestly, as we sit here together, are we really rejoicing? Is there an excitement within us about the second coming of Christ? Are we excited for the coming of Christ at Christmas? We sit here today with a lot of things on our hearts. The busyness of this Christmas season, going out shopping, getting your Christmas decorations up, and it just seems like any other day, everything's just passing by us so quickly. To say that we're in our third week of Advent is just crazy, even for me. We're going at such a fast pace. So are there even any joy within us to rejoice, to prepare for the coming of Christ? Or is there really no need for joy? Because it's not like it's just any other day. You know, the holiday seasons, especially for different people, carry on a lot of different tones. But especially for the elderly, as they have lost loved ones, at they, as they stay in their, their different facilities by themselves, the holiday season is not really something to rejoice about. They're really hoping that the, the Christmas season, the Advent season, comes and fades away like really quickly as if it was just another day. So what is it for us today that we should be rejoicing about? How are we going through this Advent with joy? And what are we really waiting for? These last three weeks we focused on who, we're, who is coming in glory. Today, we come to the recognition of what that person is going to do for us. We hear this image in our first reading today about an empty desert blooming. I don't know about you, but to hear a desert and blooming seems very much a contradictory. But I did some research, and it is actually possible, which is very surprising to me. So when we hear that there's a possibility of blooming flowers in the desert, what does that image really entail for us? This coming Messiah, this Messiah who's coming in glory, is going to make the deserts bloom to help us grow and most importantly help us rejoice. We're rejoicing because this Messiah, this King that is about to come, that is going to come in glory, is, has restored where we're supposed to be, has restored who we are as human beings. If we look at our salvation history, we have been plagued by original sin, the struggle, the challenges of relating and connecting with God, being in right relationship with Him. And because of original sin, sin and death has crept into our lives, and so there's difficulty to rejoice because every day is like any other day except for the fact that we're one day closer to the day in which we take our last breath. If that's all life is, then yes, go out, enjoy the rest of your life, forget about faith and don't care about anything else. Go purchase all the things you want. Go get the biggest houses, the nicest cars, 
all the electronics, all the toys you want, and go enjoy your life. But instead, there's more to life. There's a reason for our rejoicing. Because the king that is about to come, the king that is about to enter into our presence, to walk among us, is going to redefine and blossom the empty deserts of our hearts to help us flourish and grow, give us meaning and purpose to everything that we do. That purpose and meaning is a relationship filled with love, a relationship that turns us towards God and lays our life down for Him. It sounds kind of cheesy because it's like, okay, love, laying down our life. So what is there to rejoice? That meaning comes about from the fact that there is more to life. Life is just not about material things. Life is not just about what I have. Life is about an authentic and intimate relationship, first and foremost with God, and secondly with others around us. That relationship challenges and pushes us to grow in holiness and in virtue, points us and orients us towards what true meaning comes from life. The value that comes from more than just the material things. The peace, the love, the joy that each and every one of us are meant to have, to be, and to remain in. I remember growing up as a kid, it was always a chasing after the next latest and greatest thing. Whether that was phone, whether that was the next cool computer to game on, whether that was the next latest and greatest console. But what was interesting is my parents knew that it wasn't going to bring me joy. They kind of entertained that cost a little bit. Gave us some of the new things. But what was interesting was after a couple weeks, it was thrown into the corner and I wanted the next and latest, the other thing that was on the market. There's something within us that are constantly chasing after something. And that something is the meaning, is more to life than just what we have. And that more is Christ himself, the King of glory, who's coming to redeem us all, to give us that meaning, to give us that purpose. So what are we to do? What are we supposed to do? We know Jesus came 2,000 years ago. He's conquered sin. He's conquered death. He has allowed us to restore our relationship with him. So there's an urgency and a quickness to prepare, to get ready. We hear in the letter of St. Paul, from St. Paul to St. James, be patient. The challenge and difficulty, I remember as a kid, was to be patient. Because we wanted something that was going to come, we want something to come very quickly. Because I know as a kid, when this time of year came, the first thing I would do was go in and like, dig into all my mom's secret places to find out where my Christmas presents were and what she got me for Christmas. Because I couldn't wait for Christmas to find out what I'm getting. The gift wrap wasn't going to do any good because I got to mastery to the point where I can peel off the tape and take a quick peek into the Christmas presents. 
Because we can't wait, my dear brothers and sisters. The hard part is we want it to be here already. We want the kingdom of God to be here, present, here and now. But we're reminded it's here, but not yet. Jesus has made it present for us 2,000 years ago. It's coming, but not yet. So we have to be patient. We have to prepare. We have to continue to work at the coming of the kingdom. We're given this beautiful image continuing on the far, as a farmer from St. James. As a farmer, you plant and grow, your, put down your seeds at the beginning of the season. You work, you nourish it, you care for it, you keep it watered. You tend to its daily needs. It, it grows, it blossoms, it flourishes. You cut down the fruits and then you continue again and again. But what is interesting and different for farmers is every year their technique their ability and what they put together to grow, to nourish, and to plant things get better, get efficient, and produces more. So as we wait in patient, we're not here just to sit around and say, okay, Lord, I'm waiting for your coming. When is it? Or I'm not just sitting around and just hoping that it will come and just ignore everything else in the world. I'm going to just suck in everything of this world. But the patience St. James is reminding us is to constantly chip at ourselves to grow better, to become better, to become stronger, to bear more fruit, to become efficient in what we do so that we can grow and blossom to be the best person we are called to be so that we can be prepared for the kingdom of heaven whether it comes tomorrow or three months down the line. We are ready. But the hard part, just like me growing up as a kid, we become weary. We become exhausted. We become impatient in what we do. And so in this time, as we prepare for Advent, we are called to rejoice, my dear brothers and sisters, because the kingdom of God is at hand. Our Messiah, the Lord, our Savior, is about to come. He's going to be in our midst in about a week, week and a half. But are we ready to rejoice? Are we excited that we've been redeemed? Are we excited that we're able to enter a relationship authentically with God and we're meant and destined to be in heaven with Him? Because He came as a child to save us. He'd enter this world to redeem us, to show us how to be in right relationship with him. So we are called to rejoice. So let us rejoice. Let us be excited that the Lord is coming. But most importantly, let us prepare our hearts, our minds, because as we allow him to enter, our lives will change. The world 2,000 years ago changed. The desert will blossom and grow. So when we're ready to allow him to enter, to come in glory within ourselves, be expecting a change of heart, be expecting a change of mind, and be ready 
for his coming in glory. Amen.